This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. I'd like to share with you a story that happened quite a few years ago in Eretz Yisrael. There were two very close friends, Avi and David. They grew up together. They went to the same yeshivas together. They even got married at the same time. They even ended up living in the same area. As time goes by, they each had a boy. When the boys came about, to about five years old, they decided that they're going to send it to a certain yeshiva. And instead of, you know, each one driving back and forth, they decided, let's do carpool. They live in the same area, they went to the same yeshiva, so they started doing carpool. When David went and gave, did the carpool, he made sure that the door that was facing the street would be on childproof lock, that the children wouldn't be able to go out. Avi, on the other hand, did not fix this childproof door. So one day, as the mother of one of the children calls this Black Monday, one day the, Avi is driving the kids to school. And he doesn't childproof the, lo- the, the lock that goes, the door that goes to the street. And the boy, David's boy, opens up the door to the street and goes out to the street. Rahman al a car comes speeding by, hits the boy, the boy goes flying 20 feet into the air, and unfortunately he doesn't make it. Everybody's beside themselves. David, of course, the father, the parents are beside themselves, but even Avi, the guy who was driving the car, he's like, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to deal? How am I supposed to see my friend in the face anymore after this? And he couldn't even, he went to the, he went to the funeral, and then he was like, how am I going to go and pay a shiva call? Finally decided, a few days go by, he says, I have to see my friend, I have to see, I have to pay a shiva call. He goes over to the shiva house, and the mother who was saying over the story, said, we weren't sure where the friendship was going. But one thing we knew for sure is that after Avi left the Sheva house, we knew this friendship was done. It was over. There was nothing to talk about. And the time, as time goes by, they decided, the, Avi said, you know, like, let me try to make it up. Let me try to go and ask forgiveness. And he kept on coming back to David. And David came to the point, after weeks and weeks of him coming, he says, listen, Avi, I can't see you anymore. Every time I see you, it reminds me of what happened. I can't, I need to you to stop coming to me. I need, I, I can't, we cannot go past this. And he decides, furthermore, I can't even live in this town anymore. He's moving into a different town. And he gets up and he moves into, he really does. A month later, he moves to a different town. And they start the life anew, David and his wife. They have more kids. Time goes by. Many, many years go by. Until one day, David's at work. And he passes out. He, fa- he faints on the floor. They rush, they call Hatala, they rush into the hospital. It turns out that he has advanced kidney disease. And he needed to go immediately on dialysis. He goes on dialysis for a few months. Things are going so-so until the doctor one day calls him and him and his wife. And he says, that, you know, David, I don't know how to tell this to you. He says, but if you don't get a transplant within a few short months, he says, you're not going to make it. Your kidney is up to a point where it's kidney failure. You need a transplant immediately. He says, I'm going to put you on a list, but there's a problem. You have a very rare blood type. So we're going to try whatever the best that we could. And we're going to put you on this. I just want to let you know this is where we're holding. When the wife heard this, she comes home. She's like, are you serious? She's, a few years ago, she lost her child. She says, now she's going to lose her husband. She opens up the Tehillim, and she starts crying and crying and crying. She finishes the Tehillim three times. till she didn't know what to do with herself anymore. She decides she's going over to, uh, to her rabbi. She goes over to the rabbi. She tells the rabbi the whole story, from losing her child to the car accident, to Avi, to David, the whole thing. And the rabbi says, you keep on doing what you do. Keep on saying to Helen, let me make some phone calls to rabbis, to doctors. Let me see what I can do. About a month goes by. The hospital calls up 
David, and he says, amazing news, we found a donor, come immediately. They rush over to the hospital, they do the checking, perfect match. They couldn't believe it. The transplant, Baruch Hashem, goes amazing, goes unbelievable, and life continues. Six months go by, and David one, one day goes over to his wife's office and says, we need to talk. And the wife sees him, she's white at a ghost. And she's like, oh no, please don't tell me it's the kidney again. And he's like, no, 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 says, but, but we need to talk. She's like, yeah, what's going on? So, he, so David goes and says, you know, six months ago when I was literally almost on my deathbed, I was, you know, doing a cheshman and nefesh, thinking about life, and I was thinking about my friend, you know, Avi, and how he left things off, and I said, you know, maybe we should, you know, try to, you know, like, make things right. And I decided today I'm going to call a mutual friend to see how he's doing. So I called this mutual friend, and this mutual friend didn't know that I had any kidney problems. And I called this mutual friend, and I said, you know, how is Avi doing? How is, uh, how is everything going in the family? And he's like, the friend goes, says, you know, he's doing okay after the surgery, and... David's like, wait a minute, what surgery? He's like, oh, so it must be that he had some sort of issue, uh, you know, he couldn't move past what happened to your, to your you know, son, and he felt he had to do something for, I guess, the world. So he went and he donated a kidney. And instantly, David, who was holding the phone, dropped the phone, turned white as a ghost. He picks up the phone, and he says, uh, I got okay, thank you so much, I got to go. He runs over to his wife, and he says, I know, I could feel it. This is obvious kidney. He gave me the kidney, I could feel it. And she's like, what? And she was like, going all, she was like, couldn't even like put pieces together until she's like, wait a minute. They both rush over to the rabbi and they tell the rabbi what's going on. And the rabbi goes and says, you know, I have to tell you something. He says, when you guys moved into this town, your friend Avi reached out to me and he told me the whole story already. I knew the whole story. And he says, please, I want to make things better. Please, whatever it is that I can do, let me, you know, see if you could make shalom, make, do something. And the rabbi said, throughout the years, I saw there was never a right time. Until the time came where your husband didn't have that much left to live. And I said, if, <laughs> if I'm not going to do it now, then when? So he calls up Avi and he tells him the whole situation. And there was a long pause on the other line. And Avi says, I'm going to give him my kidney. And the rabbi says, you don't understand, he has a very rare blood type. You can't just give him a kidney. He's like, no, we have the same blood type. Because we were so close, we, were, you know, we took an EMT course together. And then we went and we drew our blood together, and we knew we were a perfect match. And the rabbi says, he says, that's amazing, that's great. But Abby says, I have one condition. He says, he can never know that the kidney is coming from me. Because if he finds out that the kidney comes from me, he's not going to take it. So the rabbi says, fine, they call an organization, they start arranging things, they did the test, and as you know, it, it was a perfect match. And it was indeed, you know, Avi's kidney. And David goes over to the rabbi and says, Rabbi, can you do me a favor? Can you set up a meeting with us? And he says, yeah, sure. They set up a meeting the next day. They met in a hotel lobby. David is sitting there with his wife. When Avi walks in, and David and Avi's eyes lock, all of a sudden their, tear, their eyes swell up with tears, and they run over to each other, and they start embracing each other and crying on each other's shoulders. Each one apologizing, Avi saying, I'm so sorry, I don't know what happened. I can't, I can't even begin to apologize for what I did. I'm so sorry. And David's like, it's not your fault. I shouldn't have acted the way that I acted. And they both started apologizing and crying. Now when two men are sitting over there crying and their wife is sitting over there, <laughs> they also started crying. And there's a beautiful, beautiful reunion that happened between these two friends. Weeks go by, and they rekindle the friendship. And one day, Avi goes over to David, 
And he goes and he tells him, he says, I wanted to tell you something. He says, I want you to know that even if whatever happened with your son, with my fault, that, that whole story, even if that never would have happened, I would have still given you a kidney. He says, you want to know why? Because you're like a brother to me. And no matter what happens, I am always going to be there for you. Look at the beautiful Jewish nation. Look at what it is. There's so much good that goes on. There's so much that we have to go and, and we have the ability to do for other people. And I'm not saying everyone has to go and give kidneys. It's good if you're able to. But there's so much power that can come from so much good that's deep inside each and every single one of us. So maybe try to take a minute to think about what is one chesed that you could do today. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.